Bulimia sucks, but you don't, and here's why. The Bulimia Sucks podcast with Kate Hudson Hall will teach you how to begin breaking through the multitude of thoughts, feelings, triggers, and urges to empower yourself to change your painful behaviors completely. You will hear proven strategies and solutions to help you in your recovery, including real interviews with real people. Kate has just released a new best-selling book called Anxiety Hacks with proven techniques, tools, and tips to calm this. Check it out now on Amazon. And now... Another episode of Bulimia Sucks, the podcast. Hello and welcome to Bulimia Sucks. I'm your host, Kate Hudson-Hall, and thank you so much for listening. Now, this is a platform for people to share relatable and uplifting, but also inspiring conversations based on an eating disorder. And then episodes will include talking with people who are struggling now with their eating disorder, sharing their personal stories and their difficult journeys and their steps taken into their recovery. And then also to people who have overcome an eating disorder. And then also to professionals who work with people with an eating disorder who may have not had an eating disorder or may have. So it's it's quite a nice variety of different people. Now, If you are interested in my book, Bulimia Sucks, the audio book now is live on Audible, Amazon and iTunes. So if you'll be interested and would like a free copy of that, if you email me at katehudsonall at gmail.com, then I can send you the code so you can download it for free if you're interested. And the other thing that I have worked on is my coloring books, my beautiful coloring books. So there are four coloring books and they are all on Amazon. If you put my name into Amazon, you can find them. And they are so they've got a picture of a a beautiful mandala with a very special quote over the top of it to, to color in. And then on the other side, there is a question or questions about that quote that what you can learn about yourself from that quote to be able to help you in your journey so there's one for bulimia anorexia binge eating and then also there's an anxiety one so if you're interested check them out now our lovely guest today is kirsten party morris Now, Kirsten is a 36-year-old indigenous mum of three humans and three husky dogs, working as an emergency medical technician in northern Canada, rural northern Canada, very rural, learning more about herself every day as she processes the roots of a decade of bulimia and as she works through her full recovery. So, Kirsten, welcome. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me. Yay, it's fabulous to have you here. So I was saying rural Northern Canada because before we we started, I was asking you about where you're living. So just tell everybody briefly your huge town you live in. <laughs> in the middle of nowhere. Yes, yeah, so we live <laughs> we live in Canada in the province of Newfoundland and Labrador, but we live in the Labrador portion, which is uh, mainly an indigenous population, um three different indigenous groups, but it's made up of a bunch of mostly small communities like you know, 4, 5, 600 type uh population type people, type population. Mine is uh, my community small, only about 
400, 450 people or so, and we're um, several hours from the next nearest community. So we are, we're pretty out there, pretty small. <laughs> yes, it's just incredible to me living in London. It's like, oh yes. my gosh, can't imagine it. <laughs> but you you grew up there. Yes, I grew up here and my husband did as well. So it's, it's yeah, it's the kind of place where um, to really, to really appreciate it and to, to want to stay, you kind of have to have grown up this way. So we're, we're very used to it. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I find that fascinating. <laughs> so now tell us, so um, tell us about your bulimia and when, you know, what the pattern was when you were growing up and how that developed. Okay, so growing up, my bulimia um, didn't start till I was in my early 20s, but throughout my childhood and as far back as my memory goes, um, I always struggled with um, maybe, well, my weight, yes, but but accepting accepting my body, I guess, more so. Like, um, I always felt like I knew what a what an acceptable body was by... Um, you know, media standards and knowing I didn't feel like I, I fit that always thinking I wasn't good enough. I needed to change. Um, I, I always kind of had those kind of thoughts growing up as a young child and a teenager and, yeah. um, growing up as a teenager, I always, I, I, I dieted a lot. I yo-yo dieted. I gained weight. I lost weight. I never, never until hitting recovery, in my whole adult life was I ever a steady weight. I was always either gaining or losing. Right. And um, it was it was the dieting, like the yo-yo dieting, the back and forth, um, the restrictive dieting that eventually led to the bulimia when I was in my early 20s back in 2010. So that so, kind of tips you over the edge, that restriction, yeah. oh yes. Yeah. And, um, and do you remember what was going on? Was there anything else going on at that time that would have sort of, um, I don't know, assisted that that pathway? True. Uh, the the catalyst for the beginning of my eating disorder was, um, I, I and I remember, I, I remember like the day that it happened. I was, um, I had made a sports team back in two thousand and ten, um, and I felt like I needed to drop weight fast like I felt like I needed to drop a lot of weight fast but I was so sick of restrictive dieting and restrictive eating and I, I didn't want to do it anymore I was tired of it but I still wanted to, to find a way to drop weight fast and I, I mean I knew what bulimia was I knew what eating disorders were I knew it was wrong um but I tried it one day I just I wanted to eat I was hungry because you know how restrictive eating is yeah. and I just thought what if I just, what if I just try it? What if I just try to purge? What would, what would happen? And I tried it and, you know, thinking, okay, well, and it, it worked. I mean, I, I did it. It worked. And I thought, okay, I'm just going to do this. Just, just like tell for a couple of months until this is over. And then I'm just going to, you know, go back to normal. But of course that didn't happen. Instead that day, um, that month, that decision led to, um, it, it put me like in a, in a trap that I couldn't get out of for the next 10 years. It like, it was like literally walking into a cage and then the door locked behind me and. Yeah. That's what it feels like. Yeah. 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 And did, did your family know, were they aware of it? 
No, for the entire, um, I was, for, for the entire 10 years that I um, was binging and purging, it was in complete secret. Nobody, not a single person in my life knew. My parents didn't know. Um, like I started in 2010, I got married the next year in 2011 and my husband had no idea. I, I, and I, I purged daily, multiple times a day for 10 years. And even he, nobody knew, knew. nobody knew. And I was, I was gonna, I had complete plans on keeping it that way. I never did want to tell anybody. I thought, you know, eventually when I'm ready to try to get rid of this eating disorder, um, I'll just do it on my own and nobody will ever know. It was a secret that I had planned to like, just carry with me forever. Yeah. And then, oh, what a trying time. What about when you fell pregnant? You've got three children, you said. Yep, I do. <laughs> so well, yeah. how did you, how did you deal? How did you cope with being pregnant the first well, time? First, my first pregnancy with my, my oldest son, um, that was back in 2006 and 2007 before my bulimia started. Now, my second pregnancy with my daughter in 2013, I was bulimic then. Um, but I also find throughout those 10 years, um, the patterns, the behaviors, they kind of ebbed and flowed a bit. Like there were times when uh, my behaviors and the symptoms were like really strong and I was, you know, um, really struggling and um, purging, you know, multiple times a day, immediately after eating type things. And then there were other times throughout the decade, you know, when, um, I was still bulimic, still symptomatic and, um, doing the behaviors, but they were, you know, more, more, more laxed. I was, you know, you know, not as strict about it type thing. And so when I was pregnant with her, I was, I was still bulimic and I did still, um, you know, have do bulimia behaviors, but it was, no, I didn't, I didn't um, lose weight or anything with her. I still gained weight and had a healthy pregnancy. I just was with her. It was much more, um, my behaviors weren't as strong, I guess I'll say. Now with my, when my youngest son, my toddler, um, he was born, I got pregnant with him right after I decided it was time to, time to recover, time to get rid of this eating disorder and try to recover. Um, so <laughs> he came at a kind of a, um, a funny time, I guess. And he was a surprise. We didn't plan for him. So in October of 2019, I decided it's time to get, it's time to recover. I need to get rid of this eating disorder. It's taken up so much more of my life than I, than I ever thought. And then in December, we got unexpectedly, pre unexpectedly pregnant with him. Yeah. And of course, a couple of months later, coronavirus happened. So it all kind of oh, happened at the same yeah. time. <laughs> <laughs> unexpected pregnancy and lockdown and not being able to leave your house type thing but because at that time I was committed to finally recovering mm. um I kind of feel like even though he was an unexpected pregnancy and even though um you know trying to recover while pregnant was a struggle I do feel like pregnancy with him kind of maybe helped my process in that I wanted to be healthy I wanted to eat um, and of course, being pregnant, you're supposed to gain weight. So that kind of told my brain, okay, it's, it's okay to gain weight. It's okay to eat. It's okay to try to recover. And in a way, it kind of set the seeds. Yeah. Kind of healed. after your pregnancy. Yeah. 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 Yes. Yes. And then, of course, it was much easier once he was born to just keep, keep doing what I was doing. 
yeah yeah so what do you think Kirsten so when you made that decision that you wanted to um, step onto that recovery path so what do you think um, helped you assisted you in stepping onto it at that time so I was perfectly um, okay with going through the rest of my life before I decided to recover, um, kind of in complete denial, kind of, you know, I had this bulimia secret, nobody knew. Um, it was like a whole other section of my life that only I knew about. And I was, I was very much in denial about how bad, um, the eating disorder was and how much of a hold it actually had on my life. I thought, okay, this is just a little thing that only I know about. I'm totally in control of it. It's not that big of a deal. And I was, I was perfectly okay going through like the rest of my life thinking that way and thinking, okay, um, my life is fine as long as it looks fine to everybody else. My, my life is fine as long as everybody who's looking in thinks it's, thinks it's good. You know, I was only worried about how it looked to everybody else. And I thought I was, you know, in control of the eating disorder, but the catalyst for my wanting to recover actually happened, um, in the summer of 2019 when I, what I thought, of course, naively, um, was my happy, healthy marriage, um, crumbled. And, um, my husband actually had an affair and then he admitted it to me and I was completely, I was, I was looking back, of course, hindsight's twenty twenty, and I can see <laughs> where everything started to fall apart. And of course my eating disorder was such a huge part of my struggles with myself. Yeah. But um, it was that it was it was almost losing my marriage. And then, of course, my my whole family and everything I knew about the way that I lived that kind of kicked me up out of the, the yeah. big eating disorder depression hole that I was in and said, OK, if you want if you want to save all this, if you want to keep your family, um, you, you've got to change like this. This clearly it's not just clearly it's not just you. It's not just affecting you. I, I thought my eating disorder only affected me like I thought I was only hurting myself. I, I really didn't see how much it was hurting my marriage, my family, my kids, how I parented, everything else in my life. Of course, it touched. I just didn't see it. So I think that's really interesting, isn't it? Because when you're yeah. in, the, in the depths of it, um, you don't, you know, you think you've got everything out of control. Yeah. The truth I, is, you haven't. I absolutely thought, you know, when I'm ready to stop, I'll just be able to stop. It'll be no big deal. And I'm, I'm only hurting myself when in reality, that was absolutely not true. It was actually affecting every single aspect of my life. I just didn't see it. And so when I, when I almost lost it all, that's when I said, okay, this, this is clearly bigger than you ever thought. And it's time to seek help and get recovered and, and take your life back kind of thing. Yeah. Wow. And so how did you, what help did you get? Well, um, now I live in a very small town, so <laughs> it was hard. The first thing I did, though, when I when I decided it was time, was I went to our little clinic and talked to the, talked to the nurse and you know told another adult 
for the first time in my life what had been going on and of course it was huge <clears throat> and even up even up until then I thought okay I'm going to go to the clinic I'm going to tell the nurse <coughs> and she's like she's going to hand me some pamphlet and you know give me some information on how to recover and that's going to be it like yeah, yeah, and then I'll just be able to take them away read yeah, and I'll be yeah. And she'll say, okay, here's what you can do. Go home and do it. I was that naive. But when I told her, you know, she was like, okay, I'm going to get the addictions counselor um, on the line. We're going to set you up with these appointments, come into the emergency room right now. We're going to hook you up to the EKG and make sure that, you know, your heart is okay. And I'm going to set you up with a bone density scan. And, you know, she was like, getting all these things in order. Cause she was like really seriously concerned about me and my health. And I was like, oh, maybe this is a bigger deal than I ever thought you know what I mean like I was I was that naive thinking it's not that big of a deal because yeah. I guess I just have lived with it for so long that I made it not that big of a deal but in real in reality it, it is a very big deal and so that was my first kind of inkling that okay this is this is not as small as I thought because of the way um yeah. my very kind nurse reacted but um I did get set up with um some addic- a, a whole bunch of appointments at that point and I did get um approved for um an outpatient um therapy program recovery recovery program a provincial one but of course I live so far away from where that clinic actually was and I have at that time I had two children and working full-time and I really couldn't leave them so I I said can I just try can I try some other things from home um to see because I up up until that point I had never tried to to recover at all like I hadn't tried anything so I said let me try some things at home see see what I can do see if I can figure something out and if I feel like I need to go and do that program then they can hold my place for a later date but then of course you know two months later COVID hit and everything shut down so there wouldn't have been an option to actually go and do it anyway but and then uh, then I got pregnant and (laughs) yeah 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 So what, what did you try at home at that time? There was, I found this program online. Oh, I can't even remember what it was called now. It actually just came up in my, my Facebook newsfeed. Like, you know, Big Brother's always watching, of course. So I guess oh, yeah. my computer How bizarre is figured, that? Out I, yeah, figured out what I was doing. And this program came up in my newsfeed. And it was the first one I ever saw. And I clicked it. And uh, I signed up for that. It was like an 11-week online type thing, which there are many different ways to... Yeah to try to recover from an eating disorder, right? There's different kinds of therapies and what works for some people might not work for other people type thing. But I tried this one and it was very early on in my recovery journey. I I did find it helped. It helped me to really go back into my history. There was a lot of like meditative stuff involved in it kind of thing. It really did help me go back in my mind and go back through my history and try to figure out all the little seeds that were planted as to maybe why this happened to me, why I was so susceptible type of thing. Um, But before I finished it, of course, before I finished that 11-week program, I did end up pregnant. And I do feel like it was maybe the pregnancy that really helped me to, you know, give myself permission to eat and keep food down and get over this mental block of gaining weight type thing which is what I struggled with a lot yeah yeah and then what about after the pregnancy after the pregnancy um I I struggled but not not so much with the eating disorder after the pregnancy funnily enough I feel like I did 
um, struggle with postpartum depression, which is funny because with my first two kids, I didn't, I didn't at all. Mm-hmm. But with this one, but it kind of um, makes sense that you would with this one because you know, yeah, were yeah. you having therapy though at Pardon? all? Were you having therapy at all? During this process, no, I wasn't. I wasn't having. So then all those, all those feelings and emotions rising to the surface. Yeah, and yeah. Then kind of, you know, make sense really that right. something's yeah. got to happen really to yeah. get your attention to yeah. <laughs> get you. Get you just start to tune into those. Yeah. So, so yeah. Funnily enough, I did. I I did struggle with postpartum depression after this last pregnancy, and. Um, I struggled with it kind of all in my head for almost a full year. Like I was just like, oh, this is like, I, I know it's just hard because he's a newborn and this season is going to pass. And I knew that because I had already done it twice before. And I was just yeah. like, I can, I can get through this. You know, it's not that bad. Of course, I'm always in denial with myself about how bad things are. But um, the summer after he was born, when he was close to a year, it got, it got, I felt like it got really bad and it wasn't getting any better. And I wanted to talk to somebody about it. I had, I was after having a couple of panic attacks. And, um, so I did, I went to the clinic to see, um, a mental health nurse and I talked to her about it and she gave me some tips and stuff. And, um, I used them, but I still felt like it wasn't quite enough. And funnily enough, um, there were a couple of other things that happened at the same time. I follow someone uh, who struggles with anxiety on Facebook and he made a post on his birthday that really like caught my attention and I thought, that is exactly how I feel, like how he described he was feeling, dealing with his anxiety on his birthday. I thought, that is exactly how I feel. Maybe, maybe I have something more, like maybe, maybe it's not just postpartum depression. Maybe it's not just bulimia. Maybe there's something more. And then, um, oh, what else was it? So then I Googled anxiety and I came upon this article that said, um, I was talking about anxiety and how it relates to eating disorders. And there was a statistic in this article that said up to 80% of people who struggle with bulimia will also struggle with anxiety and be diagnosed with general anxiety disorder. And I thought, oh my gosh, I I had never read that statistic before. Like uh, even after seeking help and, you know, talking to professionals, I had never read a statistic that said eating disorders and anxiety often go hand in hand. And I thought, oh my gosh, like oh my gosh, this, I I probably have, you know, GAD as well. And so then I made an appointment with a doctor who only travels in every six weeks or so to our, to our town here. And when I went to see her, I had made a list of, cause I, I had kind of felt like I maybe had been brushed off in the past and I kind of wanted to really drive home. This is how I feel like I, maybe, maybe it's not that bad. Cause again, I always doubt myself, but I wrote down every single thing that I felt like maybe made me different than someone who doesn't have anxiety and I put it all in a note and when I went to see this doctor I sat down and I like I rattled through this whole script that I had made um and I was like talking really fast because that's how I get when I'm (laughs) 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 and before I was halfway through that note before I even got halfway through it she stopped me and she said okay you need to stop and I, I was like in tears at this point. Cause I was like, just trying to say everything that I wanted to say. And it was making me very emotional. And she said, okay, stop. And I said, she said, yes, I, I hear you. <laughs> and I said, um, what, what, what do you think? Like, what do you, what do you think is wrong with me? And she said, I think you probably have, um, 
like a mixture of um, anxiety and maybe some OCD in there as well. And I said, really? Like you, you got all that just from me saying these things? And she said, yep. And I, <laughs> and I said, oh my God, like I felt so validated. So finally, so heard like, okay, maybe, maybe the way I felt my entire life wasn't, maybe it wasn't normal. Maybe it wasn't just my personality. Maybe it wasn't just my whole type A, you know, need to have things in a row, need to be in control of everything. Maybe I'm, maybe I have anxiety as well. And she, she said, um, she offered to um, put me on a medication if that's what I wanted. And that's what I actually had gone there hoping she would do because I felt like my postpartum depression combined with maybe this anxiety for the last year, it was, it was more than I was able to handle. Yeah. And she chose a medication for me that she knew um, wouldn't have anything to do with weight gain because she, you know, she knew my history of bulimia and she told me to try it and I tried it and it has made such a difference for my anxiety, <laughs> but I, that just like, I had no idea that if you're struggling with an eating disorder, you know, there may be other things that are affecting you as well. I had no idea. I just always thought it was, you know, just an eating disorder, but it turns out it wasn't. And it, it ended up being anxiety as well, which I feel, I feel like maybe had a hand in the postpartum depression. And anyway, yeah. all that to say, <laughs> <laughs> you really need to look out for yourself and be an advocate for yourself. And, you know, try to, if, if you don't feel like you've gotten the right answers, just keep looking. And I feel like I'm in a 1000% better place right now than I oh, have wow. ever been in the yeah. whole history of my life. And it's because of that. And I'm so thankful and grateful for that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing to hear that, how far you have come. I've, I've never told that story <laughs> to anyone, but my, my husband and my close friends, I I'm going to make um, a video about it to tell my viewers as well, but I just haven't gotten there yet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Gosh. Yeah. Gosh. That's just incredible how far you have come in such a short space of time, really considering with how long you yeah. have, you'd have it. And the funny thing is it feels like it's slow. Like it feels like the process is slow. I'm the kind of person who, once I've made a decision and I'm like, okay, this needs to happen. I want it to happen like right away. So it feels like it's been slow, but Good. maybe, yeah, maybe it has been faster than I think. <laughs> yeah. And did you, um, so you haven't had any therapy at all? Not, um, not besides that private 11 week program yeah. that I did um, back in the beginning. No, most of it has just been, um, watching YouTube videos, finding, uh, I did join a couple of Facebook groups, um, support groups, you know, um, um, listening to people's stories in that group, reading the, reading their stories, but it's mostly been kind of like a internal soul searching, figure out who you are kind of a journey. <laughs> yeah. And did you read any books? I did. I read several right in like, right in the beginning when I was trying to figure out, because for those whole 10 years, I didn't so much as Google the word bulimia. Cause I, I didn't really want to know, like I knew, I knew what it was. I knew I had it, um, but I didn't want to know any of the yeah. information, like any of the statistics. Yeah. I didn't want to, I didn't, I didn't even say the word out loud because of course I, I was living with it in complete silence. I didn't even speak the word out loud for 10 years. So once I finally de decided, okay, I need to recover. That's when I finally, you know, Googled it and tried to find out all this information. And I read several books, which were very, very helpful. And I find this is where I kind of learned, you know, everybody's journey is different. Everyone's disease is a little bit different because all the books I read, you know, 
um, the women in them who were telling their stories, um, they all had a little bit of a different journey. Like some people, um, you know, it started different for them. Maybe it was trauma, maybe it was dieting like me and their recoveries looked different because some, you know, some people purge through, um, exercise. Some people purge through, um, not eating. Some people purge through actual purging, you know, so everyone, I found, I found those stories so helpful simply in letting me know that, you know, other people deal with this and you're not alone and um, everyone's disease is a little bit Absolutely, different. Absolutely, because that's what it feels like. It feels yeah. like you're, you're on your own. Yeah. So, you know, having the Facebook groups and talking to other people, it's just very powerful. Yes. You know, to help you, to help you not feel so alone. Yeah, yeah. And depending on how comfortable you feel with talking, you know, chatting online with other people, that can be really helpful, can't it? Yes, absolutely, yeah. And your struggles and your difficulties. Oh, it's amazing. Amazing how far you've come. Thank you so much. <laughs> you know, and such an amazing role model for your children as well as they get older. I hope so. I hope. I hope by, you know, you know I did struggle with that too, like, making my story public and putting it out there. You know, my daughter's only nine right now, but eventually, you know, she'll become a teenager and an adult. And I did worry that, you know, one day she is gonna see this and she's gonna see my story. And what will she think? Will she think, you know, oh, maybe this will happen to me too. Will she think, oh my gosh, you know, you know what I mean? Like I struggled with that, but I think the most important thing is to, <clears throat> own your journey, own your struggle, and just be honest about it. And that's, that's, that's all you can do is to, to be honest and. And, yeah, and to guide her. Now, now you yeah. have all that knowledge to guide her in the right direction. Yeah. And if you get her talking about her feelings and, yeah. you know, obviously about the healthy eating and, you know, you can really help her positively from what you've learned. Yeah. And, and to, to try to, to try to raise them in a household that does not focus on, you know, um, appearances or weight or diet culture or anything like that. And to just, you know, hopefully raise them in complete acceptance for who they already are. And, um, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I know that when I fell pregnant with my third son, I was so concerned that it was going to be a girl because at that time I didn't think I would be able to do it. I didn't think I'd be able to bring up a girl after all that I went through. Yeah, I totally feel that. And so I, I believe I timed it right. So it was a boy. <laughs> I had my own theory about how to do that. And I'd yeah. spent months and months and months figuring out this out. And, <laughs> and I, and right at the last minute, I, I, organized it so it would be a boy that's yeah. what I truly believe because I <laughs> yeah. really didn't think that I could cope with a girl yeah. it is because it of is. my eating disorder yeah it absolutely is is so scary like I grew up and I feel like this is part of my my history like I was a young child and then a teenager through the through the entire 90s and then the early 2000s when you know the culture around women's bodies was just thinness thinness the thinner the better stick thin and of course there was no social media then and so everything that we saw growing up was either in magazines or you know in a music video or a television or a reality tv show that that was all we really saw what was curated by the media and it was just 
everything was diet culture and as thin as possible. You know, it was Jenny Craig and Weight Watchers and Atkins and all of that stuff. And so thinness and being thin, being the only type of body that was accepted and, you know, deemed beautiful um, had such an impact on me growing up. And I feel like now, um, you know, say what you will about social media, you know, it definitely has its, its drawbacks and its negativities, but I also Mm. feel like because it gives, you know, everyday people a platform, um, you know, for just regular people to come on and tell your story type thing. I feel like there's, there's a shift in, um, you know, the body, the body positivity movement and regular, you know, everyday women coming on and saying, look, this is me. Um, I'm not society's, you know, deemed standard of beauty. This is my body, whatever it looks like. And I actually love it. And I actually accept it. And, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna try to force myself into a box that society. Because we would never hear about about anybody saying that sort of thing. Right, right. And I just, I am, I'm so like, I watch these women get on, you know, TikTok or Instagram or whatever and, and do these and say these things. And I think, oh my gosh, that, that's incredible. Like you are incredible. I am positive that when I was that age or, you know, when I was growing up, I would have, I would not have been able to do that. I've like, I, I would not have had the courage to do that, to find acceptance in myself. And now, now you're doing it and you're putting it out there for, you know, the young girls behind you to to come on and see and, and watch you. And it, it has such an impact. Like it had, it really does have such an impact and make such a difference. And I just wish that I had been able to see women like that stand up and say those things when I was growing up, instead of just all the things that I did see, like it, it, it really does make such a difference to see people who look like you say, I love myself and you can too. And it's okay. Type yeah. thing. And it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's so important. So, so important. Oh, Kirsten, thank you so much for sharing your journey. Thank you so much for having me. I was so excited. I know, me too. And it is an honor. And 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 we're all so proud of you. So proud of how well you're doing. (laughs) Thank you, thank you, thank you so so much. Yeah, it's just fantastic. So stay focused because you can do it. Thank you so, so much. And same to, to any other um, woman or young woman or, gr- or girl who, who is listening or, or watching. Same to you. Yeah. Thank you, Kirsten. <laughs> so that's all for today's episode of Bulimia Sucks. And thank you for listening. And before we go, make sure you show some love for your favorite podcast by leaving us a review on wherever you listen to it, on CastBox or Google Podcasts or Spotify or TuneIn Radio or wherever, wherever. Um, So thank you for listening and I look forward to speaking with you in the next episode. Bulimia sucks, but you don't. Kate has just released a new best-selling book called Anxiety Hacks with proven techniques, tools and tips to calmness. Check it out now on Amazon.